Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Oh, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2015 and beyond. I am Ryan. This week we have a full podcast of yeah. actual real nerds. When's the last time this happened? Probably when I was, me and Brad were at your house and your mom um, was there. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. And you didn't know whoa. we were there. Whoa, whoa. All the nerds were together. That's the, no, no. No, she made us pie. Oh. Uh, my mom doesn't Poon make Tang pie. pie. God damn it. <laughs> James, what you've been up to? Welcome my back. Mo- my mother is a saint. No, your mother is awesome. Um, I hope. Please don't let her listen to this episode. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to now. She's going to disown you. Probably. She's she always knows like, you're crass. She's always like, "Oh man, I want to go over and see the baby. Like, oh, like they're so great. I love Laura and fuck Ryan. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah, that's what she's like all she's, the time. She's probably saying, "Why did Laura marry that piece of shit? I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, we really got to make sure that the government comes and takes that kid away from Ryan. No, he made me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I've just been, my job sort of changed. And so for a couple of weeks there, I was trying to get my feet back underneath me, but things are good. Things are good. Yeah. Got yeah. it all under control. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I'll probably be out of town more often than I used to be, but that's okay. Uh, going to Detroit. It's full of black people. <laughs> Whoa. Actually, it's not. There's fucking no one in that town. I walked to the streets of Detroit in the middle of the night. I saw one human being other than the yeah, group I was no with. one goes out. In Detroit, in the no, middle of the night, it's because nobody lives in downtown Detroit because they like, haven't figured out how to make RoboCop real. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not downtown Detroit that's scary. It's all the parts around downtown Detroit. You know, did, did you see no, Batman? Literally, no one lives down did there. Did you see Batman? No, I didn't. But did they you were see filming. <laughs> they were filming while we were down there. Nice. Why'd you yeah. walk on set casually? Uh, when did you get pictures for us? Are you a real nerd shit. or what? No, because I was like trapped in a tour van that was driving us around in the middle of the night and stopped at Motown, which was closed, and said, well, if you'd like, you could get out and take a picture of Motown That's in when the you dark. say, oh, instead of getting out at Motown, why don't we drive to the Batman Superman set? You uh, pull on that string, you stop the van, you get out, and you get, get pictures. I suggested it, but the fucking tour guy just wanted to just drive us, or just wanted to drive us around his old college campus and be like, that's where I used to drink beers. Great. Fuck you, kid. Yeah. No uh, one cares. Man, we care about what Ben Affleck's doing. Detroit's a very special place. How much is a house there? Probably like a buck fifty. Yeah. Well, I someone yeah. bought I, I bought three while I was there. The um, Silver Dome, which was the place where the Detroit Lions used to play, they bought it. It was for like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I remember reading a whole article about that. It's worth way it's more. Like but too expensive to demolish. Yeah, mm-hmm. but nobody wants it. I bought a scratch ticket at a convenience store there, and I lost, and they still gave me a house. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like Alaska, where they pay you to live there? Like, please come live here. (laughs) Please. Uh, 
soon and very soon. On this side, the white people live. On this oh, side, the poorer white joke. people live. You can't. You thought I was going to say black people. I said the poorer white people. You racist piece of shit. I'm just saying. You, there's already a lot of race, and we're going to get the motherfucker Jones later. Like we are. There's going to be. Why? Why is motherfucking Jones racist? I'm just, he, he wants to own a Pinkberry. Yeah. Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie. We podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw Horrible Bosses to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. This needed a title. I don't think so. Kidnapping your dad. No, it would be kidnapping. Kidnapping. Yes. It's been horrible oh kidnappers. Yes, <laughs> horrible, horrible bosses, horrible kidnappers. Yeah, we're not really um, racist. We're just having fun. Uh, of course, we're not. He not is. That, not that being racist uh, yeah. is fun. No. Well. <laughs> oh, just kidding. This, um, is, this is why. This is why what? This is why that you go to Detroit to get in to touch with your roots? <laughs> this is why we have to do this on the internet. People don't know this, but James is a black guy, so I can say whatever I want. That's true. I don't know why my voice got deep. That's racist. You're both racist. <laughs> totally. Uh, we've had a black What are you guy talking about? Before. Last week when we were talking about going to Tokyo, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go there. Oh, <laughs> That's so great. Mm. Asian's not a race. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm literally going to have to cut some of this stuff <laughs> out. It's getting really it's, bad. It's funny. Oh. No one listens anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Well, anyways, uh, we talked about we box doing? office numbers. Uh, I don't have a comic book this week, James. Do you have one? Oh, God. Uh, you haven't been here for... F- Three freaking weeks. You don't have a comic book? Dude, uh, I'll try to think of one. You we'll, piece we'll get of there. We'll get there. crap. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, Brad, have you read any of your comics you've picked up? You mm, piece of crap. No. My stack is so huge. It's Did huge. you see... Uh, actually, I thought of you. Did you see Comic Book Man this week? Uh, I saw that one clip of Kevin Eastman on the show, yeah. Yeah, he wanted $2 million dollars for the original sketch of Michelangelo. That's fair. But he's... But I was he was telling that he's gonna donate it to charity, like the money he gets oh, from it. Yeah. He's gonna donate to charity. Cool. So hopefully he sells it and gives it to charity. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to get rid of it, but he's like, if someone gives me two million dollars, I'll get rid of it. So yeah, because that's fair. I mean it seems fair because I mean that's a part of pop culture, right? Yeah. That you can never ever replace it's one of a kind. Yeah, it's the it's the one. It's yeah. a, I mean how many Well shouldn't there be three more just with a different colored band? Oh, that son of a bitch. Why don't you just watch the show, James? <laughs> <laughs> He said the second picture, because he drew the first one, and then Peter Laird drew his version of that of that turtle, and then to top him, Kevin Eastman drew three more. See, I never knew though. So he, that's the uh, second drawing. What I loved about that show is he talked about why they wanted to make like a Bruce Lee, and what would be the worst animal to be like Bruce Lee, and they chose a turtle because <laughs> slow, slow turtle, yeah, right. So it's kind of interesting. And he's always a, he's always a really nice guy. He looks way different now than the time he flipped me off when I was taking the picture of him <laughs> and you together. Yeah. <laughs> he cut his hair. He's grown up. 30 years, dude. Turtles has been around for 30 years. That's unbelievable. Hmm. I'm old. Yep. I could have bought those if I was three years old and my dad took me to a comic store. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I want these turtles. You know, like, Fuck I don't know if you, you could. I, I don't know if their distribution was that far in 1983. I don't know. Because they started out just in, like, the Northeast, but I don't know if Denver would have gotten any of those thousand copies that they first had. We'll never know. Never so know. go to Color of Quince Cards of Comics and buy the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually a good series. Yeah. You they just crossed over with the, gross, go, the, the Ghostbusters, so. Really? Looking forward to reading that. Oh. Two or three years from now. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting for the Jeffrey Reddick interview you said you're going to put up this week. Yeah, it's still Saturday. <laughs> yeah, expect it. Uh, it's Friday. It's Friday. 
No, there's still Saturday to do uh, it. Oh, oh okay. It still counts as the week. I've been sure. my vacation's been upgrading my desktop. So I know I've been seeing pictures. Yeah, terabytes, I, uh, right? I was just well, I was just putting what terabytes? <laughs> Terabyte. Am I right? <laughs> Pentiums. Right? <laughs> mm. Yep. I was just putting in a Blu-ray burner so cool. I could burn. Cool. Two from two sets at once, and then because uh, of all the DVDs I have to make next year for the 15th anniversary. And then while I was in there, I was like, gosh, I should really upgrade these graphics cards. And I did that today. So Cool. I got to buy a, a Blu-ray like player for my computer so that, that way I can watch movies while I shoot cops. Uh, oh, because I've been playing, a G- I've been playing oh. that GTA, um, which I like to refer to as... I thought you were shooting cops like, you know, the TV show. Uh, oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's I called just, Cops Unleashed now. I just put a GoPro on my forehead, and then I run around and commit crimes and wait for the cops to pick me up. And that's, that's why you pick you know, I love the desolation of smog, but that's the only shot that always drives me crazy is when they're going down in the barrels, there's like two or three like GoPro shots. There are. Did you watch this, the no. appendices? They uh, really are GoPros. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why, because it just makes it look stupid. Um, because it's the only way you... Well, it's not the only way, but it was a way for them to get... like. Because they actually because they wanted barrels. to be cheap. No, no, they dropped Movies barrels in actual like uh, you know f- floody river thing. They mm. filmed that in this uh, in this river that wasn't like a real river. It was a place where there was a dam nearby that would every thirty minutes or something like that it would you know let this huge flood of or wave of water come through. And so what they did was they actually like threw a bunch of barrels in there and then would just track them and then they put dots on it. Uh, and weights in the bottom, so that then they could also CG in the characters into because they only had like a ten minute window every half hour to film that stuff. Hmm. It's really interesting. Um, I'll have to watch that when I have nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. It's a man. I wish not every movie had that, but I wish all of my favorite movies had I do. that I, long of I, a. I'll tell you one of my favorite. I, I, I wouldn't f- have to watch it for the movies no. I don't want it, but it one of my favorite cool. documentaries ever is actually on Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm. And it's a four-hour documentary about the making of the movie, mm-hmm. and it shows each day of filming. Hmm. So it starts at day one. I think it's like 36 days or something. Yeah. And, I mean, it's there's parts when he's getting pissed at the kid who plays little Michael in it. Because the kid wants to play Game Boy while he's doing this shot where it's like no one else in the scene is moving, and it's panning to him. So it's a really, like complicated shot and then at the end the kid like looks at the camera so everybody's not moving but there's lots of you know background stuff there's police sirens and the kid says oh i want to play game boy and he's like dude i have to get this shot yeah (laughs) so yeah cool so if you're on a a shoot with rob zombie don't um don't play game boy don't play game boy play game boy advance like the cool kids do dude i've been playing smash brothers i'm so bad at that game i haven't played smash brothers in so long which one did you get the wii one Yeah, yeah okay cool uh, the Wii U, whatever. Uh, I'm just so bad at it now. The, I used the to Wii U is that good. new controller for the Wii, right? Uh, no. Have you actually played games on it? They look. Oh really, no, I have. I played. Yeah, uh, they look uh, really what, good. Mario 3D Worlds. Yeah, the that game, game is awesome. The game looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. So fuck you, James, not liking Nintendo. You piece of fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, we have real. Uh, we have some fan mail. Sweet. Let's do that. Fan mail. Uh, Cora, our correspondent up in the great Northwest, says, Hey guys, been listening to the show and doing my best not to listen to their views of things that still haven't seen yet. Interstellar. Is she singing or is she high? Both. Uh, Interstellar Tusk, Mockingjay. Cool. Downside of moving cool new movie theaters. 
uh, downside of moving, cool new movie theaters, but not excessive funds to see everything. Mm. The I guess it's the downside of moving is there's cool new movie theaters, but not excessive funds to see everything. Yeah. If this was, you know, like online, I would put parentheses around the words she forgot. You know, like when you're doing an interview <laughs> with people. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> you read it. Um, <laughs> oh, well. We are currently watching Filth with James McAvoy. I heard that movie was actually pretty good. Hmm. It's kind of more fucked up than I expected. It, it did remind me that I really still, I really want to watch Frank. You know, there I toy with pre-ordering Frank every day. Really? Yeah, because it just looks so weird. And I, I keep on watching the trailer. I said, I might be able to watch this movie. <laughs> Paper mache head. I think you might want to rent it. It's it's definitely independent, as you say. Ah. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe one of my top ten movies this year is independent, as I say. <laughs> maybe two of them. Who knows? If you're... Uh, I'll finish her thing and I'll, <laughs> I'll pimp our show some more. Um, anyway, we did make it out to see Big Hero 6. It's much more moving and impactful than I initially imagined it would be. Hmm. I'm ready to have my own best friend, Baymax. You know, it's funny. they People really latched on to that little Baymax thing. And I, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. But oh, really? Yeah. You know, he's... Uh, there's some dead weeks in December. Yeah. They're uh, saying that Baymax, the Disney is super smart by marketing him mm-hmm. because he's cute. Um, we're also able to catch a showing of Birdman. That was very impressive cinematic undertaking. That was a lot of fun to get invested in. We also red boxed Anchorman 2, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, A Million Ways to Die in the West. They, come, they came together, Edge of Tomorrow and Neighbors. That was a lot of movies off. Uh, that was a lot of movies that was a lot of Do movies for two and a half days. There we go. I was very impressed. Well, she said off, but I think she meant, uh, or she was two days, whatever. Um, I was very impressed by Edge of Tomorrow. Hell yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah. It's much, it was much better than I anticipated. It's really funny. If you look it up on IMDb now, it says, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. They have totally fucked up that movie. Yep. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, plus, Neighbors is one of my favorites, and Michael could relate due to his recent security jobs at frat houses. Oh, he's a security guard at frat really? houses? Interesting. Dude, he should start writing in story. Corey, have him write in stories about stupid shit that he's run into. Uh, a Million that. Ways to Die in the West was a much watch since my parents saw it before I did and thought it was really funny. That always concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fair. So excited for Jurassic World, by the way. Yep. Um, have a great show, and I'll let you know if we get to see anything else fun, Cora. Cora, we love hearing from you. That's cool. Was Wait, was Anchorman 2 this year, or was that yeah. last year? Oh, man. No, last year. I'm sorry. It was last year, but the oh, R-rated it was, it version was, right was this year. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. right. That's what I remember. Yeah. Me and yeah. Brad saw that yeah. together. Man, I got to start putting my list together. <laughs> I haven't worked Dick's on it. Dick's intertwined. <laughs> Dick's intertwined. That's weird. <laughs> when that's we weird. peed, our peas just <laughs> peed into each one of our pee holes. What? Because the, the dicks were touching, like so the two peas went into each other. Yeah, this is just disgusting. I know. Thanks, Cora. <laughs> Again, um, it's not your writing. It's I'm trying to read it. It's because he's dyslexic. Yes, very much so. Um, I'm just having fun with you. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I hope everything's going well for you guys. Michael should write in what he sees the what the movie collections he sees in frat houses are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, funny. Boondock Saints and Scarface. <laughs> yeah, Just definitely. Yeah. Infinite copies. Yeah. Does anyone else think Scarface is like one of the most overrated movies ever? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's not that good. It's not that good. 
How'd you get that scar? And it's face? like three and a half hours long. How'd you get like, a scar? You pussy. Fuck, yeah, dude. No, come on. And great. Brian De Palma's. Yeah, I get it. He's gonna die. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Say hello to my little friend. The I'm the bad guy. I'm so good at being Al Pacino and Scarface. Ugh. You did better than him being a Latin person in that movie. <laughs> you know he's really good at being the devil. The Devil's Advocate. That's a great movie. Yeah. It's like one of those weird movies. I like it except for the end and Keanu Reeves. What? Keanu Reeves is a saint. Didn't you see John Wick? I did. Actually, John Wick's pretty badass. <laughs> Anyways, what do you want to do first, Brad? Uh, no one cares. You... What do you want to do? <laughs> You're right. No one cares. Let's do news. Let's do DVD releases since I have it open. Fuck you. Uh, okay. Damn it. Sounds good. Nobody listens to me. Well, I asked Brad first. Yeah. Sit down, James. <laughs> DVD releases and Blu-rays. Okay. Fuck balls. Uh, right off the bat, we got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes coming out. Yeah, hey, I have that week. one coming. Cool. Um, there's several editions. I have the Caesar one that's head a monkey one. head. Yeah. You're doing the Caesar head one? Yeah, just like my Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put them on the shelf so they're kissing each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Season 7 Blu-ray comes out. If you cool. pre-ordered that, like Brad said, on Black Friday, you would have got it really cheap. It's like $56 right now? Yeah, it was $30 a couple days ago. It was 30 Mm-hmm. Well, damn it. <laughs> it's only because I go to the digital bits, and they always that guy really loves Star Trek on there, so he always knows what's going on. Yeah, that's the... how I found about the deal. And if you don't know, I don't know if this will reach you, but by the time it's the deal's still going or not, but uh, all the other seasons, I think the first one was 20 bucks. Yeah. And then I think two they have Monday six they, or... they have Cyber Monday on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. December first. So but who knows when this episode's gonna air? Um <laughs> Tomorrow ish. Uh some stupid show called Justified Season Five is coming out of Blu ray. <laughs> yeah, I got that pre ordered. It's pretty good. Oh, it's <laughs> um, a really good season. The Hundred Foot Journey, which I think is the sequel to the Exotic Marigold Gold Hotel. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sure looks like it. <laughs> sure <damn>. does. <laughs> no, because the Indians. No, the Exotic Marigold Hotel Two is going to be the sequel to the Exotic Marigold Hotel. Indians, which and English still people corresponding seen. together. A genuinely good film. No, I, I'll take your word for it. Um, another dumb show, The Legend of Korra. Fuck <laughs> you. Book Three Change comes out. Hey, there's yeah. news about Whoops. that this it's week. It's a really, no. really good season. Just pressed the wrong thing. Way to go. Um, the Simpsons season 17 is out. Sideshow Bob. Seems like, yep, Sideshow Bob's on the cover. Blu-ray and DVD d- editions. Smith or Smith, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. In a I little book edition. That. I've never seen it. I can't wait to see it. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, if you don't like buying Star Trek season sets, you can get Star Trek The Next Generation All Good Things Blu-ray. So it's just those two back-to-back those season set well. or series and finales. Every time I see them, I think they look stupid. What's hmm. up? The Star Trek Next Generation like individual episodes are they so iconic that people are like well, I'd rather buy that than the whole season? I uh, yeah, really? Like, I guess it must be because there's a lot of them. episodes to go yeah. through. You know, honestly, I, and I hate the one. It's the best of both worlds. I hate that title. Mm. That's oh. like the return of something. That's the probably the best episode of the series. I don't care that well, the episodes. title is horrible. It's also the title of Van Halen song. That's uh, yeah, the album yeah. Yeah. Um, so above, so below. Um, oh, is that that movie where those you kids were one going of the few to people like hell? Who caught it? Yeah, the, the, cata- the catacombs movie. Yeah, I'll get right on that one too. If you can't wait for uh, Into the Woods, you can watch the uh, stage version. Stephen Sondheim's. I don't know what this is. 
some other probably the stage version, right? Yeah. So do know. they when they put those out, do they just film like the preview show and don't have audience in it? Probably. Set up a few cameras, do a run through and then yeah. edit the cameras Seems together. Weird. Um there's a movie with Gene Hackman about Ryan's balls called The Package. Nice. God damn it. It's a deluxe edition. Deluxe edition Blu-ray. <laughs> Perfect clarity. Yeah, it comes in a recycled case. Um, for some reason, they couldn't get Arnold Schwarzenegger back for Jingle All the Way 2, so they replaced him with Larry no. the Cable Guy. No. Oh, that sounds... Yeah. What? That's Pass not, on that. Is that real? Probably shouldn't have said that. Man. Is that real? That's real. It's a straight-to-Blu-ray sequel to... That is, like, really far down on the list, too, huh? It's they're giving it away for, right here. They're giving it away six. for free if you buy a house in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need to get that uh, action figure. But, Dad, I don't want to get her done. <laughs> this time it's a Barbie because it's his daughter. Yeah, yeah, you know that's going to happen. He's going to say that. And there'll be something that, really And there's going to be people in Alabama going, Wait till he says get her done. It's happening. Uh, oh, there it is. Go fuck your sister. Uh, uh, the movie called The Congress with Robin Wright. Oh yeah, it has some animation in it. Looked interesting, but I never got to see it. That's on Blu-ray. Um, you know, she's a lot more attractive now that she's not married to Sean Penn. Totally. Mm. Oh my god, she just looks more intelligent. She does, doesn't she? Yeah. She oh looks yeah. Way more oh, pretty. Yeah. I'm not saying that being an asshole. I'm just saying it because it's true. Yeah. Like I see her as Princess Buttercup, and then stuff in between, and then no Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. It's good. The uh, live-action adaptation of a really fucked-up anime called Kite, starring Samuel L. Jackson, is coming out on Blu-ray. So if you want to see something... Did you say Kite? Kite. Okay, good. What do you think he said? I don't know. Move on. You racist yeah. motherfucker. It's the worst of us. Happy Days Season 6. Cool. Is that the one where the Fonz water skis? <laughs> uh, I've, never, I've never seen an episode of Happy Days, but I know that happens in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where he jumps over the shark? Yes. Well, um, yeah. Mickey Disney's Mickey Mouse season one. Yeah, I have that pre ordered too. Is that that new show? Yeah, it's like it's cheap. Retro it's, animation, it's like but eight bucks and it has like twenty cartoons on have it. Have you actually seen any of it? Oh yeah, they're awesome. Oh really? Yeah, okay. they're really cute. What they do is they kinda take Mickey and he goes kind of all over the world. So there's one where he's yodeling and there's one in Paris where he's trying to get a croissant for Minnie. Huh. And they speak he speaks French in it. It's really cute. The uh the guy who made it. The Powerpuff Girls or something. Oh, cool! I like yeah. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, yeah. You can buy it. <laughs> Sliders is getting a complete series release. I think that's happened before. And that's gonna. Is s- it on Blu-ray? And that's gonna slide right into mm-hmm. the garbage. Maybe. Remember okay. when Jerry O'Connell was cool? Oh yeah, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it in one of those cool cases where like the discs are all like it's a clear thing and then the discs are all slid into foam? <laughs> gotta hope like not. Like the old DVD. Oh my god, it was so cool. That was a. Uh, it made choice. me. It made me want to buy sliders, even though sliders was. I liked sliders. I really did back in the day, but it's hard to get into now. Hmm. It was like Quantum Leap only with multiple dimensions, <laughs> and no Scott Bakula. So fuck that. Yeah, that looks like that's no, it, it. It had. Um, that John, yeah, John Reese Davies in it. Did it really? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I just remember it was on Fox and I never watched it. I think it was like the, yeah. He was on there for like the first three seasons. I think it only is three seasons. No, it's five seasons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, then I only watched the first three. It, it, <laughs> it must they, have went to the UPN. I think yeah. two were on <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was in that weird era when they were making like uh, like The Invisible Man on the mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel where they were trying to make good television um, but on the cheap, you know, uh, 
The Invisible Man show that they did was pretty cool. I, I still think The Invisible Man might be my favorite Universal monster movie. Yeah. That or Bride of Frankenstein, I haven't decided yet. Cool. Oh my God, that slider set is $139. Holy Dude, cow. Sliders is a cult classic. And it's on sale from 179 <laughs> Bend over, we're going to slide this right up your butt for the price. 22 discs. Ah, damn it. What are we doing next? Uh, I thought you wanted to do real news. I'm totally cool with that. It's real news. So we're going to do comic book corner. You <laughs> motherfucker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, nothing so, really happened this week. Yep. Yeah. Nothing of note. Nope. Next. Just kidding. So we got to see some Star Wars footage. I know. We're just no, not going to bury the lead at all. Um, Star Wars trailer came out today. Uh, shit's pretty dope. How about that lightsaber? Yeah. It's no. a little. There's, there's, that's the one thing where I was like, that's a little silly. I don't know. There seems like there's more to it than just. Oh, I think so too. Stuff emitting because from the side. The context, the context is really cool, right? Like he's in this weird looking space. Well, he's like in a forest or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, why is that guy there? Who because knows? he's a bad guy. And the voiceover is really good. Are you sure he's a bad guy? Uh, we, we're not sure. He's we're a bad not guy. sure. Though, here's the thing. While while there is no rule saying that because he has a red lightsaber, he's a bad guy. The fact that it's got like crazy weird red horn things on it. That's, I think it's that's green, menacing. sir. What is the lightsaber? No, it's not. It is. What? I don't remember. No, it's <laughs> fucking red. You're trying to mess with me because I'm colorblind, yeah. but it's fucking red, and you know it's true. Yeah. Okay. If oh, I man. had help you... there from the peanut gallery. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's red. Dude, I don't know what he's no, talking about. No, Brad, yeah, if you jumped on that, you guys would have had me all that. You could have run the whole rest of the <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, right, because he's colorblind? Yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, man, you uh, dropped the ball on that yeah. one. Yeah. Shoot. Got to be as quick as me. Oh. Um, but there's some great moments in it. I, my favorite Dude. thing from it is the Millennium Falcon going up and then coming back around in one continuous shot that's going to look amazing in 3D. My favorite moment? Whoa, it's in 3D? We don't know that it's in 3D. Yeah. It's Disney. It's in 3D. Um, <laughs> so my favorite moment is when there's a woman and she is riding on a bike and I'm expecting her to be well-written. <laughs> that part, that, I like that part. It had a really... Uh, Original Star Wars feel to it. Mm-hmm. It didn't have yes. the uh, very computery yeah. feel to it. I mean, it's CG, it's CG, but it's it doesn't feel overpowered by it. You well, know? yeah, they had like, uh, but it, it's but, only eighty eight seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's still it, it, when if you're a fan of this stuff, it, it gets you so excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember seeing the first trailer from Phantom Menace, and it was awesome. Like, oh, this is gonna be so awesome. And I remember I went to the Arvada. I remember seeing it at the Arvada movie theater. Um, for the third time, and people were so excited. I'm like, oh, they're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> they're going to be like me the first time when um, uh, when The Phantom Menace came out. Joe Kempter, who uh, is my friend for many years, mm-hmm. uh, his girlfriend at the time worked at the Denver West um, Movie Theater. Mm. And they had a huge line going in to see Phantom Menace. And this was the f- first showing in the morning. They showed the midnight one. I was I was in high school, so I wasn't able to go to it. Um, and so, <laughs> this is so stupid. I ditched school <laughs> to go see it in the morning. <laughs> I didn't want to see it at night because I had school, but I ditched school. At, you should just square. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and so we got there and the line was so long and her name was Beverly and she was actually working and she said, oh my God, you guys, um, we have such a, so many things to do and, um, can you guys come in and help us and we'll let you in the theater early. Like sure, so we went in and helped them put 
popcorn in the popcorn machine. It took us like four minutes. She's like, okay, you guys can go in the theater. And we sat like right in the middle. And I'll never forget this. One of my favorite moments ever is um, these Star Wars guys came in and like, how the fuck did those guys get in here? <laughs> and I'm sitting there right in the middle. And it's so excited. And then, and then the true disappointment was when you eventually then I actually watched the movie. No, it was when you eventually realized that that it was actually the best of the three prequels. They never got any better than that. False man. When I when I finally saw Revenge of the Sith, I'm like, this is finally Star Wars to me. What? Okay, now you're exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Revenge of the Sith does not. At yeah. the end of the movie. At He's the end like, of the movie when he started watching hope. real stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he was like, oh, now um, I can go watch You can say whatever you want with me, but... Um, Revenge of the Sith is not as good as uh, any of the All, all the movie critics agree with me. So uh, you guys can, you guys, of, you guys can have your Phantom Menace. Great. I'm glad yeah. you agree with the, the peanut gallery. The, 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 yeah, only, the only Star Wars that has a rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes is the Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, always the gold standard of ratings. I'm just saying that's all, you know, movie critics and me. Mm-hmm. I make sure I go on there all the time and vote for it to be shitty, so it keeps it keeps it down. You but. Son of a bitch. So yeah, now the the trailer was sweet though. Brad, did you see the trailer? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, it accomplished two things. It got me excited about the movie, and I also think that it made us like a strong point to highlight how it's different uh-huh. from mm-hmm. previous Star Wars because oh, yeah. all the shots, like just the cinematography, is oh, yeah. like you said, it's a lot like the classic Star Wars. I disagree. It's actually, I think it's actually just. It's different. Totally, it's totally yes. I would agree. No, I mean like uh, like the when the stormtrooper feels like, like it's an yeah old Star no Wars. it's what more he, dynamic he is, than he means it feels like the original prequel uh, trilogy and not the prequel trilogy. The aesthetic of the original trilogy, and then yes. with the cinematography of like modern movies. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, totally. Yeah. No, because yeah. I mean I even was talking to James about it before we got here. The shot of the stormtroopers in like the holding carrier. I yeah. don't know what they're it's doing. Awesome. And it you feels would, modern. It's you very would, much like the Star Trek movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But then um, the Millennium Falcon, like, following it from behind like that as it's spinning. Well, those are those awesome J.J. Abrams Dutch angles. Yeah. They're just, oh, man. It's pretty good. Like, I was trying to think in the, like, the Lucas-directed one, you know, you're you're kind of, like, always on the same mm-hmm. angle as it as the ships mm-hmm. as they're flying. Yeah. But he actually lets the camera spin around and stuff, and yeah. it's pretty impressive. And then the, the, the X-Wings, fl- like, flying across... A lake instead yeah. of just yeah. in space. Like they're fun. they're doing I, inventive things. I would be remiss if I didn't because I had lunch with Mick and RJ who have been on the show before, and uh, and they were like, it it is a problem because of course it shows that they don't actually understand how ships work because you can't have ships like that in the atmosphere. But fuck it, it looks unbelievably <laughs> cool. Uh, maybe they're specially designed ships. Uh, no, they, but, they also don't have droids that roll across the ground, and they're not even <laughs> X wings. They're like. X-Wing A's because yeah. they're updated, so maybe they can fly on water. Yeah. Um, and then also the first character in the Stormtrooper outfit, at first I was like, oh, that guy, He like his story, he might be a Stormtrooper, but for all I know, he actually just fell out of a trash compactor because yeah. he was hiding in a Stormtrooper's. We have no clue what he's yeah. doing. But it's, it's those things, it's just like it, it makes you guess. Yeah. Like what's like what are the story, clues in the story? And, yeah, and it takes you to interesting different places. It's, it's yeah. very calculated and it's not it's not dependent on like any real nostalgia other than like the score in the background and the title um and the falcon you don't see yeah, yeah. but but you don't see our any of our original characters right? right um like all they're doing is showing you these little bits of like that kind of thing right who is this guy and what is his story and who is this woman and what is her story and so hopefully hopefully I'm, they're not necessarily saving the universe they're just 
having an adventure. Well, no, what they're doing is now when they release another one, and this is oh, this one has Han Solo in it. Right. This one has Leia. I'm right. suspicious that the cloaked figure is actually Luke. It could be in the end. Yeah, that's what it I was thinking be. too. Because what if he's twist. what if he becomes a Sith and his kids have to like fight him because he he was tired <laughs> of the circle not being complete. What if he doesn't have any kids because he kills all the younglings? Mm-hmm. That's what happened in Revenge of the Sith. Fuck me. That's because Anakin's a bad man. Oh, my God. What a horrible fucking movie. Like um, father, like son. God, really God. horrible? Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. No, it's not. It's pretty fucking... No. I've, I've seen yeah. some pretty horrible movies, and that's not uh, one of them. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Hey, how about we fight on she this She died green? from a broken heart. How about we fight on this green screen mat? We'll pretend like we're dancing mm-hmm. on, on androids that are floating in lava. Hey, remember when Jar Jar Beings gets his tongue stuck in that fucking thing? Yeah, yeah remember how that was like two seconds long? And no, but I have to deal with stupid, horrible acting Anakin for three fucking movies, and it all starts with The Phantom Menace. Yeah, but at least you can forgive it when it's a little kid. When it's an Mm-mm. adult who, they sh- who should know better, it's really a problem. Is it really the actor's fault, or is it the dialogue? Mm. Uh, it's really the dialogue and the director, which gets worse over time. Um... I like the Jurassic World trailer. Jurassic World looks great. Yeah. Because I'm um, like, oh, cool. It's in a park and it's actually functional. It's kind of neat. Like, I I will admit that when I first saw it, I was like, oh, man, like, I like dinosaurs. Why does it have to be like a crazy mutated dinosaur thing? Uh, and then uh, Colin Trevorov, who's the director, actually came out on Twitter. And because there were a lot of people like me who said that, um, and and what he explained, and now I feel like a dick for even doing it because what he explained mm-hmm. is awesome. You troll. Which is that uh, it's actually <laughs> totally it totally makes sense within the canon because what what he said is that they're instead of using frog DNA to fill in the the gene sequence gaps, they're using other dino DNA, which totally makes fucking sense, right? And then you realize like, oh, okay, yeah, that would make like weird mutated dinosaur things. No, so see, it's dude, pretty neat. When I watched the trailer, I got super nostalgic and I was like, oh, oh there's the score and then these people are actually hanging out with the dinos and then that one dinosaur eats a great white shark. Yeah. Like, Did you see the trailer that they re- like the teaser trailer they released last week? Or it was, just... it was only like it was almost just it was like just the shot of the of the gate mm-hmm. um and then like one more shot and it was it was like maybe 15 seconds long and then they just had the beats of the mm-hmm. of that main theme like those f- six beats or so um and then the title tri- card came up that was that one really got me yeah. cuz it was just that little bit of score and they use it so well back I still to, think it looks awesome back to that I, alligator, no, I do too back to that alligator dinosaur though like you know how they used to have like this huge T-Rex paddock with like wires and electric fence stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't seem to have any wall for the alligator dinosaur. So why? What prevents it from just it, rising up and then flopping into the stands and crushing everybody? What? What well, stops Shamu from doing it? Yeah, <laughs> Shamu's uh, like this, this, Shamu this size. is in some trailer trainers. I know that. Okay, <laughs> but Shamu's never jumped out of its <laughs> pool and hey, landed in the crowd. Hey, spoilers. Now, that's going to happen in the movie, and now you just spoil it for everybody. No, see, because you can, it's just like, it's just, uh, this sounds too, it's just like Shamu. You can train animals to go up and eat something and not do anything else. Well, and if, you, if you're feeding him, he's probably not, you know, who cares? I know, there's a, he, this is why I hate the internet sometimes, because, you know, I just go through my feed and stuff on the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. There's a whole article about the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are not accurate. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I don't care. 
We here's the thing. Them being accurate is what killed the series before. You started adding fucking feathers and shit, and you all of a sudden the T Rex can't fight anybody, so you got to get these other dinosaurs. Or you know, like no, I want to see people getting eaten by T Rexes because T Rexes are cool. Mm-hmm. Like not this. Oh, he was a scavenger. And now you're gonna have like a super mutated T Rex that yeah. can climb walls. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> I'm down. Hey, Chris, maybe Chris that explains Bratt. how he got into the visitor center in the first Jurassic I'm Park. In, I'm interested to find out why Chris Pratt has like you know Velociraptors as hunting dogs. That part's weird, but mm. look, the shot's cool. Yeah, you know? I don't care; it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all stoked to get back into that world. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, me too. Dude, it's dinosaurs. It'll be good. It'll be good. Did you say earlier that there was Legend of Korra news? Yeah, it's, been, it's, it's going like to be back on rock. Nickelodeon. They're putting it back on Nickelodeon. Oh really? Yeah. Did they pick it up for another season? Mm-hmm. Really? You didn't even read that? That's no, like the I didn't. biggest news ever oh for you. Oh, my God. This is so cool. They're like, oh, this show's really popular. We'll put it back on TV. Good. Because their website kind of fucking sucks. Like, the streaming would just break every now and then. Mm. you know. And then I have to, like, click back a little bit and get it running again. It's I know. Really I can't dumb. read you the whole article. My We don't have internet right now in my house. But, yeah, yeah I thought of you. I should have. I didn't. I thought you would have saw it or I would have shared I've, this I've, story I've with you. I've been, like, under a rock. Um yeah, no, that's really cool. That show's been really good this season. Um, really, really good. There's yeah. like genocide and shit. And Very, every once in a while, people realize they make mistakes. You know, yeah. Family Guy and things like that. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's that makes me happy. There you go. Yep. So now you can watch Nickelodeon again. I've been watching it. I just watched it online. And that's not as good. No. Cool. Anyway, uh, unless there's anything else. I, think I can't news. remember. Um, did you guys ever talk about the fact that Margot Robbie is going to be... Um, it's interesting, no, because I, I remember reading that the Suicide Squad wasn't going to feature Harley Quinn or the yeah. Joker, and then the, they said, oh, maybe we should have really popular characters in this yeah. and so people can see it. The origin- to- yeah, the original story was going to be like the original Suicide Squad. Yeah, which we talked and, about how it, much uh, and people are like who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, they but reverse yeah. course a lot. And Margot Robbie makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think she would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I love me some Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Comic book corner. Cool. What's up nerds? It's the Comics Corner. You know what? I'll just segue because we talked about Harley Quinn. Um, sure. She has a great uh, two-issue team-up. You can get it right. Who? Maybe not the first one. <laughs> but right now, she's teaming up with Power Girl. No and shit. It's, it's really funny um, because they – if you haven't read Harley Quinn, um, Jimmy – Palmiotti. Pa- yeah, and Amanda Connor are writing it. Palmiotti wrote the, the Power Girl that I really loved back and before they canceled her. They – so there's this great play where Harley is trying to use her as that they were superhero buddies because uh, Power Girl's fallen into like out of the sky and she has amnesia. Aww. And so Harley Quinn develops costumes for both of them. And <laughs> uh, she realizes Harley Quinn realizes she doesn't fill out a costume like she does. And it's it's a really fun little story. The art is wonderful. It's Chad Harden does the art. Uh, the new Harley Quinn book's really fun um, because they. Harley Quinn's an interesting character because, mm-hmm. you know, she, I don't think she was ever envisioned as being a full-on supervillain. Right. And her, you know, her crutch is always going to be that she loves the Joker. Yeah. Um, but but the, she's such a, like, a, like a melancholy character, mm-hmm. right? Cause she, yeah. yeah, you're right. She she isn't a bad person. She just loves the Joker. Yeah. And that causes her to do bad things. You know? Yeah. And it, so this book, obviously the Joker's not in it. 
so she's kind of able to be silly. Like she's on a roller derby team, hmm. um, and it, it's just a really fun book. Uh, I know the first nine, ten issues are sold out, oh. but the trade, the first trade just came out, I think, last week. Cool. So you can get that for twenty percent off at um, Coins, Cards, and Comics. And they did a really fun thing with her annual. Is it's a scratch and sniff? Um, so there's parts where she's in a pizza place and it smells like garlic. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, you know, they're just having fun with her. Yeah. Uh, which is good. And they did a Future's End, which is sold out. Um, but in it, it takes place five years in the future where she's going to marry the Joker. They're on some island. Or are they? And, uh, you know, it's always fun when they have Poison Ivy show up and she's been in a few issues. And um, so if you like Harley Quinn, it's it's a really fun stories. <laughs> they're not as good as the Paul Dini stories, but mm-hmm. pretty close. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and not pick up the single issues, but pick up uh, <laughs> pick up the <laughs> trades. You'll still get a deal if you buy it on trades. 20% off. Yeah. And uh, I keep on trying to line up Andrew coming on the show, and he really wants to. It's just he has a second job. Yeah. So it's hard for him to. I'm, maybe we can talk to uh, Bruce and maybe record at the shop or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we could totally make that work. Yeah, That's a really cool. great place. It is. Um, so, yeah. Pick up Harley Quinn. What's next? Uh, box office stats. Yeah. This is the box office stats. Are people full of the Hunger Games? It oh, only made $125 million last week, guys. $40 million short of the last movie's opening weekend box office. So failure. Yeah. Wait, it's yeah, already but, made back its budget. Didn't, didn't the last one come out in like September or something like? That? Wasn't it? No, it was the, the same summer? time. Oh, was it really? But mm-hmm. the thing is, is it's this is actually suffering from the Harry Potter thing, right? Where you're going to split up the last book, and so people know it's not the last one. Mm-hmm. So people are going to see it, but there's no rush, you know, to see it. Oh. Where <laughs> I guarantee you, the one that comes out next year is going to be out of control. Yeah, and I I do know too that. Um, for fans of the book, it's their least favorite. My niece loves The Hunger Games, and it's her least favorite book, too. Yeah, my mom read them, too. She said the same thing. Like, they just get progressive. They go downhill. Yeah. I still enjoyed the movie. That's, Brad hated it. That's too bad, because, yeah, I liked the second one more than the first one. So, um, Brad, as, as a person who has not cared much for The Hunger Games, should I go see The Hunger Games? You should just skip to the next one. Okay. <laughs> skip to the end. Because this, this one was all set up. I'll do it. I'll, yeah, no, I'll do it like I did with, with Harry Potter where I saw the last one without having seen the two before it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Um, but the thing is, though, um, it, uh, and a lot of people have problems with because it's not very action-y. It's more oh. of a political propaganda kind of movie. Um, it's people staring at TV screens for two hours. Yeah. Oh. Me and Brad well, always have this argument. I'm pretty sure we had the same argument last year. Where we believe we're watching different movies, like where I think the movie's good and has yeah. entertaining things, and then Brad says, "What movie are you fucking watching?" I see. <laughs> I know that's and... the way I've always felt. Yeah, I don't get what part you see. Yeah, um, that's fine. I liked I liked the first half of the last one. There was mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff in that last one where I was like, "Dude, all right, you guys are fixing all the stuff." That, and then I just, you know, I don't know. The the end it just turned into the same sort of <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> Thanks, bitch. <laughs> Brad just got me a drink. What were you saying while I was gone? Oh, I was uh, saying... Uh, I don't want you coughing into the mic for I, the next hour. I know, thank you. Um, I was saying that you we talked about how I'm watching... Me and you are watching different movies. 
And James says, yeah, I, I don't get it either, because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> not, not you, me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Got to on the same page, James. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know. I've always liked them. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think they're enjoyable. I think they're fun. And maybe it's because I just like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know. I I like Jennifer Lawrence, too. I mean, my favorite movie with her is American Hustle. I was just going to say, I just hate half of the things she does. Um, Why don't you like Silver, American Hustle again? Because you don't like David O. Russell? Silver Linings Playbook is pretty... No, because it's a fucking piece of shit mess. No, it's because um, you don't like David O. Russell. You, don't give no. that, you never gave that movie a chance. Oh, my God. That's, You're going against our, our like so Green Lantern true. oath. so not true. It pained me how much I tried to like that movie. I got it for a dollar at Trademark, so you're more than welcome to watch it. I would rather have needles in my eyes mm. than watch that movie again. Mm. Shame. Yep. Yep. Or shame. There are good things to to watch. So you know, this is this Hunger Games is suffering from the Amazing Spider-Man syndrome, where Amazing Spider-Man Two only made seven hundred and seventy-five million dollars worldwide. How many syndromes does this movie have? Tons. Because it also has Harry Potter syndrome. It does. When they only make $700 million, it's a bad day. Yeah. That's when I laugh when they said that about the desolation of Smog, too. I'm like, it still made a billion dollars. It, it's weird. I wonder <laughs> if the movie industry is getting to the place where the games industry is, where, like, they, they'll they make, you know, a studio only makes, let's say, four or five movies in a year, mm-hmm. and one or two of them are their, are their big box office well, movies, that's... and they bank on the overwhelming profits of those larger ones to help them make up for some of the small yeah. ones. And so then it's like, well, there's there's more expectation on those movies than they necessarily merit just because you spent all this money on these other movies that aren't as good or aren't That's as, what it is. I was listening to an interview with Tom Cruise, and he said in 1986 when Top Gun came out, it was in theaters for like six months. Yeah. So they let those movies play out. And it, I mean, they made like $200 million, which, I mean, that's a lot of money in 1986. Yeah. But he said now you have a weekend, maybe two. Right. And you better be able to prove that you can stay or you're out of there. Because well, there's just so many more movies than there were back then, right? Like E.T. E- e- was in theaters for like 16 years. <laughs> like it, it was the number one movie for like seven months. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a very different time. It is. It's 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 fascinating yeah. because even stuff you know like the Edge of Tomorrow was Tom Cruise movie. It I think it only made like twenty only twenty wow. million dollars its opening weekend, but it ended up closing over a hundred million. So its staying yeah. power really helped it. But you don't really get those chances anymore. Yeah, and and to be fair, that one was a that one's something of a fluke, I would say, because of how poorly managed the marketing for that. movie. Oh no, and I agree, and I it's think too, colossal like this step. summer is they had too many movies bunched together. Yeah. And so a lot of them got lost in the little... Because yeah. we had multiple me- like periods where it was just like, there's fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys jammed all this shit together. You put Big Hero 6 and Interstellar in the same week. But then, like, there are weeks where it's like, well, I guess we'll go see... Whatever fucking shit. Hopefully Birdman's know. playing this week. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. that Birdman's a bad movie. I'm just no. saying that... No, but when, you're, when that's your competition, like, you move... Big Hero 6 against Birdman, because yeah. those two markets don't overlap, whereas, you know, Interstellar and, yeah, and Big no, Hero 6 do. So, Anyways. <clears throat> cool. Um, this what? is the stuff we've been watching. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, that's it, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? I got back on my Jean-Claude Van Damme. Nice. Pick. Oh, shit. Um, went to Trey's Mart, found a whole bunch of his movies. Really? Um, unfortunately, a lot of his catalog is still on DVD, so I sucked it up and decided not to wait for those to come out on Blu-ray. Dude, look at my Robert Downey Jr. collection. Two-thirds of it's freaking DVD. Yeah. yeah. 
you have chances are on Blu-ray? Because that's coming up on... It's out, but I don't know if I want to spend $12 <laughs> on it. <laughs> because my copy of Chances Are comes with the uh, also the great movie called Only You. <laughs> so that means I'd have... I couldn't trade it in because I'd have to keep only you to keep the catalog. And so I'm just torn about it. I don't know. Yeah. When I was deciding which ones uh, uh, Jean-Claude to get, there was like a Blu-ray of one movie Mm -hmm. or that movie packaged with four other movies Mm. uh, that are like straight to DVD. And here's the thing is, you know, the the Blu-ray. Yeah. Death Warrant looks pretty good, but it's still not like the greatest transfer. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Oh, I forgot to write that down because I also saw Street Fighter. I'll start with that so I don't forget it. Um, so I rewatched Street Fighter because mm-hmm. uh, I got it on Blu-ray finally. And I don't I, know if they ever put that out on Blu-ray. Really? Yeah. They did a. It's like you've got like such a, a piece of a shit. special edition. So what? it's got all the, the Street Fighter Four game teasers and stuff Does with it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but the transfer, I don't know if they just shot it on shitty film originally, but it doesn't look much different from the DVD that I have. I don't, there's a lot of movies. Uh, I think I mentioned it, the color of money, which is a Scorsese picture did not look good on Blu-ray. And I think it's like, they're popular movies, but they're like, Oh, we just need to put this on Blu-ray. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to spend any time on it is what it seems like to me. Um, sure, yeah. Well, um, and it's disappointing because when was, when was you get Street... a Blu-ray, you expect it to look great. No, I agree. When, when was Street Fighter? Like, 94. 94? Okay. Um, that's far enough along. There there was a period in the 80s where they were shooting a lot of stuff on really cheap film, and that stuff does not transfer very, mm. very well. I'm sure Sor- Scorsese wasn't, and I'm sure that by 94 they weren't using it, but there are some movies in the in the mid and late 80s that just are never going to look good on mm. Blu-ray. Mm. Um, Interesting. Um so I watched that again. It was, it's fun. I like that movie. Even though a lot of other people don't. I know. You have to let me borrow it because I think it's a piece of shit. But maybe I've been <laughs> so... F- I don't remember anything about it. So maybe I'm far enough removed from it that rewatching it, it won't be as bad. Yeah, it's fun. And the older I get and the more I watch it, the more I see it. I could see where they're actually kind of going for a satire hmm. uh, angle. Whereas instead of just seeing it as a straightforward, like adaptation of the game which it's clearly not much in the vein of super mario brothers (laughs) um it's still fun they're really poking fun at their own movie so uh yeah um then i watched the uh the quest which isn't widely acclaimed but i actually pretty much enjoyed it towards like the latter of his super popularity though wasn't it yeah it was like 95 or 96 mm-hmm. uh, so it's shortly after street fighter but that's kind of like when start things started to go downhill um what's that one about again i don't remember the quest he directed it for one did he really um roger moore co-stars in it huh um james bond number two and then he actually the story is credited to him and the real life person that he played in Bloodsport. Frank Dukes. Really? So it's their story. And then he directed it. And he plays a uh, street magician who apparently everyone in town hates for some reason. So the the local mob wants to kick his ass just because he's trying to scrounge up money for poor people. He has like a cadre mm-hmm. of orphan kids that he takes care of. Um, and then also the police just... For no reason, like right, this is right out of the gate in the movie. Like the police want to kick his ass, and the mob want to kick his ass, um, and kick him out of town. But he bests them on his. He's a he's doing the stilts, the street walking stilts thing, with clown makeup on, 
And so he does all of his splits and kicks on stilts nice. and then escapes. And then he gets stuck on a, uh, while he's distracting them, the kids go and steal the mobster's money. And then while they're back at their where abandoned warehouse, divvying it up, the mob shows up and, uh, one of the mobsters actually accidentally shoots one of the kids and the police track them down. And then, uh, John Claude has to, he's has to run away and he gets stuck on a sto as a stowaway on a ship and then they find him and enslave him. And then just as they're about to, he's enslaved on the ship for many months. And then as they're about to kill him, um, Roger Moore and his pirates, mm-hmm. he doesn't say they're pirates. <clears throat> he pretends to be the British Royal Navy, but he's a pirate. <laughs> and then they sell him to um, Muay Thai Island where they treat him like a slave and then turn him into a fighter. And then during one of his fights, Roger Moore comes back. And it's weird because at that point you followed Jean-Claude, like his story. And you think it, the whole story is going to be his perspective, but then for a good chunk of the movie, you just start following Roger Moore's character <laughs> and then they meet up again. And then, uh, Jean-Claude convinces him to let, take him to, um, there's basically like a world street fighting event, <laughs> much like the Kumite. Um, and if you win, you get like this giant gold dragon. And so he convinces Roger Moore, like, Hey, if you can get me to this fight, um, you know, we can split the gold dragon and then they fight. And then, uh, yeah, it so ends really abruptly, which is probably the least. How would you part rate Dan Dam as a director? Actually, I think the shots are really good. Hmm. Yeah. So did he adopt the orphans or did he orphan them? He did neither of those things. He just... He just had some orphans? Like, he just found them? I'm sure... He's just a nice guy. I'm sure with the clown makeup, they, you know, Pied Piper followed him home <laughs> to his warehouse, so, and so, he didn't turn them away, because... So nobody's got a problem with the fact that, like, creepy clown Jean-Claude Van Damme's got a gaggle of children. I know. No, because they're poor. He Everyone in town hates <laughs> poor people. So I told you. Like, they want to kick his ass because he's poor. Uh, okay. No, No... No less than rich people allowed in whatever town he was in. I just feel like somebody should take care of those children. He's trying to. That's why he's convincing kids to steal bags of money from the mob. So, so now he's eat. making them steal. Well, yeah. I, I just don't feel like that's good parenting. Well, no one in this I, I hoity-toity town are giving him any shekels <laughs> for street magic, so he's got to convince <laughs> the kids to steal the... The mob, which probably the mob greased everyone in the how many just town gets a, for. How many just gets a fucking job? And hey, the mob are bad, Dick. I understand <laughs> that. I'm not saying the mob should take care of the orphan. Anyway, what else did you watch? Anyway, yeah, it's, uh, but um, the movie actually starts out with this old man, which is Jean Claude in old man makeup, oh. walking to a bar, and then he orders a drink, and then just some random gang comes in and starts to shake down the bartender. Mm-hmm. Then John Claude kicks their ass, and he basically tells a story. And then by the end of the movie, he closes his book, and it's actually a book written by the woman who was on the journey with them. So it was like his perspective, and then Roger Moore's perspective, and then the girl actually wrote <laughs> the book of this whole thing. And then after he defeats the main fighter at the end, it like wraps up in like a minute. <laughs> it has to. Yeah, and he pretty much says like, and then that's how it ended. Like it just <laughs> Yeah, that was like the weakest part. 
after nice. all this like globe trotting and like epicness and then all of a sudden like and that's how it happened the end you know <laughs> it's like they didn't he didn't even go back to the kids like yeah. that was his whole mission was to get the gold dragon to take it back to feed the kids you just have to assume that's what happened i guess yeah. maybe there's a director's cut maybe Did they're expecting he feed a sequel them gold i just don't get it you that smelt it down work. and turn Clearly. it into the pawn dealers and they give you cash for yeah. it. Oh, okay. He actually, because he ate. Yeah, you turn, you turn it into gold rings and you take it to cash for gold. And yeah. He didn't actually get the gold dragon because Roger Moore, during his fight, tried to steal the gold dragon Son out of from their nose. And so they got captured and the punishment is death. So Jean Claude stepped forward and said, like, if I win this fight, you guys get to keep the gold dragon and I get their lives. And so. So he man. so he sacrificed feeding the children to save some pirates. Well, he still got to walk away with like a little gold emblem, but he didn't get the giant like eight foot dragon of gold. Hey, his integrity means more, okay? Than yeah. the starving children. Yes. yes. Yeah. Basically, by the end of the integrity. fight, it's it does become more about because he goes into it thinking um, when he convinces Roger Moore to go with him, he says, you know, can you win this fight? And he admits, I don't think I can win this fight, but as he wins his first two fights, he's like, maybe I can win this. So it becomes more about his glory and finally having something, you know, to his name and a reputation other than, you know, street thief, you know, so. Oh, you know what should happen is after like years of slavery on that boat, he gets back to the orphans. And now that, you know, they're like 18 yet now and they're all actually like making good money, slinging dope on the streets and stuff like that. And they're like, what the fuck? Like you abandoned us. <laughs> For years and, this is what happens. and years. And then he kicks them. Yeah. We don't want your gold. We're all my kids. They grew up and moved away. <laughs> How am I supposed to make gold in the meth? That's one of my favorite moments in Death Warrant is right at the beginning when those bad guys are saying, hey, you don't belong here. And then he just like kicks all of them. <laughs> it's great. Isn't and he doesn't it, wait for backup. Isn't that every Jean-Claude Van Damme? Hey, you don't belong here. And then he just kicks people. Yeah, why not? Uh, so speaking of kids, uh, the next movie I watched was Kickboxer. Okay. Um, which starts off in the opening credit sequence. There's a bunch of nude kids running around in what Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah. What? The little wieners flopping around. <laughs> I was like, no, this didn't bother anyone in 1980, whatever. Yeah. Uh, huh. I guess because they're foreigners. It's not as offensive. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's okay, guys. It's the third yeah. world. We're allowed to look. We expect it. Yeah. Uh, and National Geographic, and that was pretty good. It has its goofy moments, but my favorite one is at the end when he's in a climactic fight and he's gotten beaten down, and suddenly it f- does like this overlay flash to a to a hawk. <laughs> like he's getting psyched up, and there's just a picture of a hawk. And is it like, like a close up seat. of a hawk, or is it like a hawk at the distance? It's a hawk's face like flying through. Oh, okay, like doing this. Oh, okay. You it can't moves. see in the at home, but I'm just flipping my fist around like it's a beak like a bird's beak yeah <laughs> so it's great. like a flashback of some of the stuff he learned in training and then yeah. that picture of the hawk yeah that's yeah, hilarious and also i didn't realize when i wrote john claude van damme's damn van that that was an actual thing a bird <laughs> <laughs> significant bird because it's not just like during the training sequence like the hawk flies around and shows up during mm-hmm. some of his uh sessions but that's funny at the very end he flashes back to that hawk like he's <laughs> You must fight with the mobility of, of a hawk's yeah. neck. So, yeah, and that one's just about uh, his brother's a kickboxer, and then he gets uh, his spine broken by the big fighter Tong Lee or something mm-hmm. in that country. So Bane. Long. Yeah, basically Bane. Yeah. That's like a cool movie, though. Like, it's a cool 80s movie. Yeah. 
it, it's got some cheesy parts, but I mean, as far it's a, as the rest of his catalog, cool, it's though. pretty. I yeah. don't know. I'm in a, like a big nostalgic trip now with it, where you know you'd see it's cheesy, but it kind of has a charm to it now. You know. Yeah, and some of like the training sessions are pretty. Like he, uh, his sensei has him lie on the ground, and he drops like I don't know some like oversized coconut on his chest, and he learns to like absorb the pain and then when he finally gets to that point where he's able to like hey it didn't hurt he just drops two more out of the uh tree on him it's, oh i thought you were gonna say like he he grows strong enough pectoral muscles that he just catches it with his chest that no no that'd be impressive though oh <laughs> pretty i don't good. think it's humanly possible uh i'm gonna start trying uh yeah so kickboxer was fun and then the other one i was surprised was actually pretty decent was knockoff the one where his sidekick is Rob Schneider. I don't even remember <laughs> that. No, no. Oh. no, it's like '97. Was this before or after the hot chick? Before, I think it's before. Yeah, okay. it's because Rob Schneider for a while because he was doing Judge Dredd, and I don't remember that one. But he was kind of always a comedic sidekick to these big action guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this one, he, um, it's in Hong Kong, just for the British hand over control. To yeah, the country themselves, and then uh, Jean Claude uh, he makes knockoff toys and knockoff merchandise. Like that's his thing with cool. Rob Schneider. That's their business. They take shoes Making and make cheap knockoff toys, knocking them off. And the whole movie sounds like it's been like eighty yard. Yeah, like they're all talking English, but it sounds like they've got another layer of English over it. Right. So it's like just slightly off. Even like Rob Schneider and. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah, like all the characters, Paul Sorvino, um, yeah, everybody. It just, yeah, it's kind of like I, like an English Jackie Chan movie, like Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, like where yeah. like half yeah. of them seem like they're fine, and the other half you're going, hey, yeah. right. something doesn't add up here. Um, so a lot of the humor and the dialogue is, are pretty cheesy still, but um, and it feels a little bit, little bit like a student film, but the fight sequences are pretty, uh, actually pretty inventive. Like in the climactic scene, they're on a freight liner, and all the metal c- containers are sliding around in the action. Like the the freighter's getting knocked around, so these containers are sliding around. And Jean Claude actually like gets knocked over, and he slides on the water that's on the floor of the ship. So he's like on his side, like sliding around, like kicking between each of the, the containers as they slide to the next spot to crush somebody. So he's sliding out of the way and like on his side, shooting his gun and like taking out these guys. It's pretty sweet. Uh, but then there's like weird shots. Like there's even like a GoPro version of when he's like testing out the shitty shoes they make and he like it goes inside the sock <laughs> as he puts the shoe on. It's like, why is this necessary? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i know it's like random hey let's try this because it's cool shot <laughs> yeah but it's not cool it you know what i've never seen <laughs> is the camera going through a sock you know yeah. it ever puts the camera in the sock but at the same time it's 97 and they don't have gopros so i'm like what camera did they use do they have like a gigantic sock for the 35 millimeter <laughs> yeah, it was like a sony camcorder <laughs> You know, I thought really hard for the giant sock to <laughs> yeah. put over the camera. How much is this shot going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> My mom Trust made me, that leave sock. It in. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. So. Well, you know what? It must have worked because you talked about it. This is true. Yeah. Yep. Stuck to my head. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cool. That's it for me this week. 
James. Cool. Um, so I've been gone for a couple of weeks, so I'll just uh, hit on a couple of things. Um, so I got to see Interstellar again. Went and saw it at the IMAX. You went and saw Interstellar again. Crazy. Uh-huh. I went and saw it at the IMAX. Um, and it's pretty good at the IMAX. I had less of a problem with the sound this time. Um, but that may also be because I'd seen it before, so I kind of knew what they were saying, so I could put it together easier. Uh, but there was an article where he talked about the fact that that is intentional. Mm-hmm. So, fine. I just think it's a bad artistic move. Um, I don't know. I never noticed it. Maybe because I just got lost in McConaughey. Maybe. maybe, Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. through that wormhole. I was just so stuck in his eyes that I couldn't. And I'm going to come out on the other side. <laughs> and I'm going to be 120 years old. God, spoilers. Fuck. Um, so, uh,. That was pretty good. On IMAX, it is pretty cool. Um, like, if if you haven't gotten to see that movie yet, that is probably the way to see it. Because some of those sequences, like, even the corn chase at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. that is in full IMAX. How does like Casey on Affleck look in IMAX um, is what I'm really curious he, about. He's, uh, well, I like you can, Ben Affleck. You can, see a lot, <laughs> you can see a lot more dust. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it was really good. I really liked it. Um, and so in the section where there's... Um, Maybe a wormhole, as as you alluded. Uh, the sound was so like huge, and the bass was so loud. I could feel my shirt vibrating nice. on my chest. It was so cool. Um, so I also got a chance to go see Big Hero Six. Mm. Um, went to the Alamo with my folks and saw that one, uh, and that was really cool. Like not not my favorite animated movie of the year. Like you know, I, I don't, I didn't love it as much as Penguins of Madagascar, How to, How to Train Your Dragon, or Box Trolls. Um, but it is it is genuinely a, a good movie. Um, you could have got How to Train Your Dragon too at Target today for like eight bucks on Blu-ray. I know it was everywhere for for super cheap because it was on Amazon and it was on uh, Walmart had it that way. Anyway, whatever. Um, so uh, I I lost my train of thought. Nice. Um, it's cool. You know they're they're telling a genuinely like serious story like what actually happens to that character is a pretty sad thing and what he's got to learn to to get over um is a very it's a really great story there there are points where that character um you know if you haven't seen the trailers basically shit i don't because i don't want to spoil some sections of it but um basically this kid ends up with this robot friend and he um uses his intelligence in order to build that robot and his friends and himself into superheroes. Um, and then they have to go fight this supervillain. And there is this section where he... They've sort they've almost defeated the villain, and he just keeps pushing it and pushing it because and, and basically wants to kill this guy. And um, because he's just so angry about what, what has mm. happened to him. Um, and it's a really cool moment where the, and the kind of thing you don't get very often in, in a kid's movie where, you know, your main character that you're supposed to be rooting for, like really starts to do dark stuff and, and starts to cross some lines and you start to question like whether or not what he's doing is right. Um, the, the robot though is adorable, <laughs> like really, really fun. Um, you know, my, I think my fear if I had one going in was that that a lot of the great sequences, a lot of the great jokes the, of, of that character were mm-hmm. in the trailer. Nah, man, that character is just any time that that robot is on screen, that the movie is fun and you're just grinning. Um, awesome. so it's, I would definitely recommend people check it out. My, the only reason I say it's not my favorite is because it is, it's a little bit formulaic, you know, like it, it, it's got its beats to hit. 
and it's gonna make sure that it gets through them all. Um, you know, like they use a montage to turn them all into superheroes and teach you all of their you know tricks and things like that. And it just nice. it just cooks through the the plot pretty quickly and efficiently, um, and doesn't necessarily let me marinate in the cool universe that they built because they're like, what's the name of the town? San Tokyo. It's like this weird Asian future blend town. Um, San and Francisco the, now. It's like, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know, it, it was just a really neat world, and some of the little details that they throw in made you want to learn more about what was going on, but they just cook through the plot so quickly that you're like, oh, well, that's too bad. I could have spent some more time on that. So um, I would definitely recommend people check that one out. And then the very last thing was actually earlier today, I went and saw Birdman. Hmm. Um and I really liked Birdman. I was totally on board with that movie. Um, definitely super weird. You know, not necessarily for everybody. Um, I I don't know that in the end I got anything out of it. So maybe like in retrospect, because I literally just walked out of the movie like five hours ago. Um, so maybe over time it'll cool for me a little. Uh, a little, but um, I think I think the performances are just amazing like there are so many really great scenes in that in that movie that don't necessarily in the grand scheme of of the story or whatever the movie is trying to say they don't necessarily achieve anything Mm -hmm. but boy was i entertained what like watching those performances does that make sense i know when me and brad were talking about it it's i think it's a movie everybody should see yeah um but i wasn't in love with the movie because uh there's Parts that towards the end I really, really had problems with. Yeah. And that's when we go back to my independent thing where you're trying to be different instead of just telling an interesting story. So I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily them wanting to be independent. I think that it's that that story just sort of – it almost feels like it paints itself into a corner and it, and you almost just have to start getting weird with it. Does that see, make I, sense? Yeah, but I knew where it was going to go. I I knew that his – are you talking about what he does on the stage? Yeah. Oh, I was furious at that. Like, I was so afraid they were going to end the movie there because I was like, that's so cliche and done. Uh, and so the fact that they go and do that final scene yeah. ma- uh, makes up for it to some And, you know, I was telling Brad, too, you know, that scene in the trailer where Emma Stone says, well, you know, you're not anybody. Oh, it's so much better when it's played out over oh. like the 10 minutes or so that sequence is so good yeah um i mean there's and there's a there's a lot of those i think there's a lot of really just well acted yeah. sequences and it's probably gonna be a movie i'm gonna own because i really want to watch it a couple more mm-hmm. times yeah and um you know going to the theater dropping 12 dollars every time to see it i don't know if i want to do right but if i drop 12 dollars and i watch it three or four more times right um, I think I could probably get into it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely... But, but the performances are great in it. I mean, Michael Keaton has to be... Hopefully, we'll get a lot of recognition for what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's always been good. Um, yeah. Even Naomi Watts is really good. Like, there, she's got a couple no of weak, scenes the, in there. That, acting-wise, there's no weak parts in that movie at all. Agreed. Agreed. And, and in fact, man, that scene, Michael Kane, or Michael Keaton and... Um, uh, and Ed Norton, when they're like when they're first running lines oh, against yeah. each other, and the the actual the lines themselves improve. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that like that scene alone is is worth what is is worth seeing the movie for. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I talked to Brad. You know, uh, I love the scene with him and Emma Stone, but my favorite scene is when the second time, or maybe it's the third time, he's in the bar. And he confronts the critic. Yes, I think is one of the greatest scenes that's ever so been. Good. It's one of my favorite scenes of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. The rest of the movie I can deal without though. 
And it was good. It was good just because like he. It, it, it's weird because the he movie says will what start I've to, always said, you know, yeah. just because. Just because a critic thinks something that's great, and um, I mean, I use stuff like Friday the Thirteenth. You know, they're like, whatever, it's stupid. You just you 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 review what you think it is. You don't review what the actual thing is. I don't. You, know if that you're not reviewing it on the, on like yeah, one you know, scale. Yeah, you're reviewing it what's come before. Film. Yeah, you know, and that's what he's saying in his thing. So you're reviewing me for what I did with Birdman. Yeah. And wait a second. Did you say the critics were validated in rating the Phantom Menace on Rotten Tomatoes poorly? Oh, bring that up. Um, yeah, no, so I, so I he can play that, that card when it helps his <laughs> argument for bad movies, but he oh yeah, well, Fat Man is a bad movie. So no, 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 is that your, what you're no, your argument. For, uh, well, okay, no, okay. hold on, hold on. Yes, the Phantom Menace is a bad movie. <laughs> it is just the best of three <laughs> no, fucking bad movies. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. It is the most concise. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I really like that movie. Um, I will. So, I mean, you already know. I just like to be inconsistent, like the tone of Interstellar. I mm-hmm. mean, that's not my favorite thing to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, that comment just reminded me of the end credits of tonight's movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, it smells like shit in here. I think it's your acting. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, anyway, I think that's everything. Finally, the yeah. star of the show finally gets to talk. Oh, right. So this week we went and saw Horrible Bosses too. Yeah, dicks. Um, I saw a few things. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a movie called Mother's Day? Is it a sequel to Father's Day? No, it's actually from 1980. I don't care. 79, so, I don't know. Um, but it's uh, this really cheesy trauma movie. Um is it a sequel to Father's Day? No. Is it a prequel to it, Father's Day? It might Day? be. But in it, um, it's written by and directed by Charlie Kaufman. I don't know if he's Lloyd Kaufman's brother or anything. Um, but uh, anyways. Uh, I mean Charlie Kaufman from like Adaptation? No, no, no. It's totally different guy. Um, <laughs> that's all you got? Okay. Um, <laughs> Just shake your head and put the mic down. The five I was like, if he's... Lloyd Kaufman's brother, uh, that would have been like the weirdest. It would like, be interesting if he commented on thing ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. highly acclaimed Charlie Kaufman from being John Malkovich to no, Lloyd Kaufman, Lloyd Kaufman, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Well, I, I doubt it's the same guy because in this, it's a movie about rape and murder, but done in trauma style, so it's really cheesy and over the top. Yeah. Um, Isn't that just every trauma movie? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, in it, this old lady. At the beginning, she picks up these two, like, hippies, and she's giving them a ride home, and the one guy in the back is really weird, mm-hmm. and she, he keeps on telling his sister to do something, and you're like, what, what does he want her to do? And then the car breaks down, so the old lady gets out, and he's like, just do it, and she turns on the radio, and he says, oh, that's awesome, and then he gets decapitated. He gets so, de- wait, he gets decapitated? Yeah, so the what? old lady's sons are the ones who kill <laughs> the people. And so she lures people into the thing so her sons can kill people. Oh, weird. Um, and then they end up uh, raping and killing these, or trying to kill this group of girls, um, like college friends. And then it's it's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen I, uh, I Spit on Your Grave. No. Or um, I'm trying to think of another movie where, 
the oh last house on the like left a revenge a uh, revenge thing where yeah. the victims become like the aggressors yeah and there's parts where you know balls get ripped off and they don't show it because it's from in the 80s yeah but you see like the blood looks like red paint and so it's it's really weird i don't know if it's a good movie yeah i don't think it's bad though hmm i mean it's it's only like 86 minutes so it goes by really so it's fast. hardly even a movie it's a yeah short. but the, the lady who plays the mom is really good in it because she's you know crazy obviously yeah. and then i don't know how to describe it I'll, i'm gonna watch it again you bought this one <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's one of my dollar purchases at Trademark when I can't find a movie. Oh, okay. Uh, if you want to borrow it, Brad, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, I, was... <coughs> I think it's a movie you might like. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was a it's sequel a, to Father's Day, sure. It's a, it's a piece of shit, and Ryan doesn't know how he feels about it, so he thinks he might, might like it. Maybe I need someone. Oh, there's naked chicks in it. There you go. Not only getting raped, though, so. Oh. So that nudity is well, okay. I don't want to see it, for sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Brad talked about it last week. I, I actually got it last week, too, but I watched 22 Jump Street and all like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Awesome. Oh, man, I totally forgot when he goes into the poetry slam. He's like, you know, you say stuff like, uh, I need to go home and feed my boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the special features, Alinorama is uh, Channing Tatum just saying a bunch of different things. when he goes. It's, it's wonderful. And then I watched the... Uh, serious version of 22 jump street that was nine minutes long and has a different ending yeah has a different ending because it doesn't work for international audiences so they re-edited the movie and it's only nine and a half minutes long or something yeah. it's pretty it's, just, it's all action and drama yeah there's no humor in it at all except for the end when they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they die yeah. it, it is oh that's awesome it's so cool because those movies with uh, Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen, they do such a cool job on the Blu-rays because they always add those little goofy things to yeah. them. And, um, I don't know if I talked about it last week, uh, but you sh- did you listen to the commentary tracks? No, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, my God. They're probably it's just as funny as the movie. Oh, man. It's got you know, it's, uh, Phil, Phil Lord and Chris Miller mm-hmm. and then Chain Tatum and Jonah Hill on both movies. And That's it's, awesome. It's great. It's just, you know, it's just so well done, you know, and it's funny because you mentioned it before, but it's, you know, Nick Offerman says, no, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same things happening. Just do the same thing you did last time. Did you only watch 22? <laughs> yeah, I only watched 22. Okay. Yeah. Watch 21 and 22 back to back. It's hilarious because <laughs> everything falls in this, like, almost the same place. Oh, shit. You're going around giving him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> you said it to his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, that movie is uh, lots of fun. Uh, my Tom Cruise marathon continues with all the right moves. Brad, you're right. Have you seen that movie? Because Leah Thompson is totally naked in it. Oh, that's what I heard. Really? Yeah. And it's one of those things where Brad s- said it, and they had this part where they're kind of get her and Tom were getting hot and heavy, and they didn't show anything. I said, oh, what a fucking waste. And then... <laughs> 20 minutes later, oh, sure enough, like, totally naked. I willed it into existence with my mind. Yeah. Anyways, in the movie, Tom Cruise plays a hotshot cornerback for um, a football team. Cornerback or quarterback? Corner. Like, oh, defensive. Who cares? I know, right? Um, and Craig, short for that, right? And <laughs> I know, actually, it was funny. They, he, he says, there's not a lot of... Uh, jobs out there for 5'10 cornerbacks. I said, 5'10? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig T. Nelson is his coach foreshadowing um and he because he played coach in that show yeah and it's such a cheesy 80s movie because tom cruise 
lives literally on the other side of the tracks and he's God trying and he's he does and he's trying to make his life better and get out of this steel town where everybody's a factory worker uh. and he's only using football so he can get a his degree in uh drafting or engineering i forget um but they lose a game to their arch rival so they went to their arch rival's school and they have really nice locker rooms and they have a big stadium and they lose. And this is like halfway through the movie and the coach is trying to get Craig T. Nelson is trying to get to college level and he starts blaming the one kid who fumbled the football. And you know who stands up for that kid? Guess guys, Tom Cruise. Oh, as Stefan something last name. And uh, (laughs) he says, we didn't quit on you coach. Maybe you quit on us, and he gets kicked off the team. So, how is he going to become an engineer? You know, oh, what? oh, having sex with Leah Thompson for money. Yes, yes, good. And point. he no, so he's kicked off the team, and he trashes his coach's house, and he feels really bad about it, and he ends up working in the factory, guys. But I'm not going to spoil the ending. He kills himself. No, does he learns to dance, and then he teaches the rest <laughs> of the town to dance. That'd be sweet. But he. Uh, Rents out his parents' house as a brothel. No, no, that's, that's, that's risky business. Uh, oh, okay. He uses the money he has to become the Batman. That'd be awesome. He quits school and becomes a fighter pilot. <laughs> you uh, know, you can link all these together, but I'm not going to tell you if Craig T. Nelson learns his lesson and becomes a college coach and gives Tom Cruise a full ride scholarship because they both learned their lesson. He proves that Jack Nicholson totally <laughs> had that guy killed. <laughs> There's actually there's a really funny part uh, where they have him and Craig T. Nelson have this really big dramatic scene, and you know Tom Cruise is really good at it, Craig T. Nelson's really good in it, and then Tom Cruise just literally runs away. Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because he's a fucking good runner. That's why. I mean, runs away, <laughs> and the camera just <laughs> like is. I guess it has to be Craig T. Nelson's point of view, and so Tom Cruise starts running, and then he stops. And he turns back and he says, you know, and then he just starts running again. And like the camera never moves. It just stays there and he keeps on running down the street. So you, you know why this movie is shit? And I haven't even seen it, but mm. I can tell you why this movie is like complete dog why? shit. It's because he's a cornerback and not a running back. What? Mm-hmm. He scored a touchdown, though. He, he, he sealed that game for those guys. But then the other guy fumbled it. Did he? Oh, oh. And you know what? If you get the Blu-ray, it comes with two trailers for it. It comes with the English version and the Spanish version, where he's like, El hombre, Tom Cruise, in all the right moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. And uh, the last thing I watch is off my list of shame. It's It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, what? Yeah. Aww. And it's uh, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. It's really good. Yeah. Um, James Stewart is amazing. Mary. Uh, yeah. My mouth's bleeding, Bert. Uh and, you know, after I watched the movie, I read all about him where he was he's a major general in the United States uh, Air Force mm-hmm. where he flew in World War Two and in Vietnam. So mm-hmm. he was an active duty for like 22 years. Really? Yeah. He stopped being an actor and he went and fought against the Nazis. And then he can and It's a Wonderful Life was his, I think, his yeah. first or second movie back. Yeah. And um, I didn't know he went back. Yeah. Right? He stayed a major general and he fought in Vietnam and that's why uh, when he passed away, Bill Clinton said he's maybe the greatest American um, hero or something like that. Huh. So, yeah, and the movie's really great. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of like a Christmas carol. Um, 
where he, uh, in a way, I guess, he, he doesn't have to be redeemed because he's always it's, a good guy. It's like reversed. Yeah. yeah. He he doesn't. He's a good guy he really and he has to be reminded why he's a good guy. Right. Because in the movie, yeah. he plays a guy named George Bailey who all he wants to do is leave this little town. Um, and he always gets stuck there because he cares so much about people. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I, I almost cried when he, uh, you know, at the very beginning when he's a little boy and the pharmacist accidentally poisoned his own son and mm-hmm. he gets beat up by the pharmacist. You're like, oh, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, you really should see It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Because. It's a classic. They're showing it at the Alamo this year. Because I think they show it every year. I, oh, I'm sure it's it's I, I'd, it's become it's really a part of American. Oh yeah, way of life. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's because it doesn't matter how much money you have, guys. It's the family and friends that you keep. Yeah, especially if they can bring you a lot of money. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? They set that up so good because you yeah. know the whole time he's giving out he's not giving out loans. Right. He's like, you pay this back when you you when you can, and that lousy Potter, oh, that guy. What a dick. Yep. He one of, one of the greatest villains. Oh, yeah. In hi- cinema history. Yeah. One of those things where he can make a difference, but he chose not to. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that money that his uncle accidentally gave him? Probably spent it. Mm-hmm. That old fogey. That was one of those great moments, too, when after uh, George Bailey's father passed away and he stood up to Potter. Like, yeah, get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should see It's a Wonderful Life. Um, if you get the Blu-ray, it's really cheap right now. I think it's like $10 at Target. Oh, cool. It comes with a bastardized colored colorized edition. I don't know if I should watch that Not, one. No, don't do that. Don't so, do that. I mean, I only watch it in black and white, of course. The Blu-ray yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't really have any special features, so it has a commentary. Hmm. So, yeah, pick it up. It's great. It's a wonderful movie. Man. Yeah. Shit. Uh, this week, we went and saw Horrible Bosses 2. Brad, should people go see Horror Bosses too? I picked on him first because he set down his mic. Yeah, I hadn't seen It's a Wonderful Life, so I was like, whatever. Really? Um, yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, uh, did you guys not have souls when you were children? No, no we just don't believe in God. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to watch that movie. It's great. Now, it, it now I feel bad because I spoiled it. Oh, yeah. You, gotta, you really got to see it. It's great. No, it's a really good movie. It really yeah, is. What was I watching? That's why I was really excited to get Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yeah, same oh, guys. Jimmy Stewart's great. Um, we, we were gonna ha- uh, horrible bosses too. Is where we're at. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> James, should people go see horrible bosses too? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't like it at all. That that's a lie. It is, as a you lie. know. That's I a had a great time. Lie. I had a great time. The movie is hilarious. Uh, I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, here's a trailer for it. Probably the. Red Band trailer, I'm guessing. Sure. Sure. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Is there a Red Band trailer for it? I'm sure. Probably, yeah. And then I'll like bleep out the fucks. Dude, isn't Jennifer Aniston so fucking hot? I'd let her do me. <laughs> Here's a trailer. Give us the $500,000. Or the grown man dies. You have 24 hours. 
I wish you were there to read it to him. That sounds scary as hell. That well, that's voice. why I wanted the scary letters. I think we're really good at this. We're extremely good at it. Yeah. And I didn't want to say anything either, but like way better than murder. Oh my God. You know, a lot so we better kind of found our groove. This you know? is fun. All right, glue stick, and I'm going to lock this in. Oh, great. We are all clear. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, you kidding me, man? See, you can't have this both ways. You guys come in here, you're like, oh, we're just happy-go-lucky guys. Once again, we found ourselves in another pebble that we can't get our fingers out of our asses. You three are the craziest criminals I've ever seen in my life. You want to pull those off? You got to act like it. Word. Turn down for what? This is about never having to work for anybody ever again. Boom, marker drop. Kidnapping. That's kidnapping. With one more P it is, that's kidnapping. Uh. I completely underestimated you guys. Help me help you get revenge on my dad. A little insulted, you only asked for $500,000 for me, so I tacked on another zero. 500 million? Wow, that's a ton. Five million. Five, five, million. five, five, right, five. right, right, right. Hi, boys. I'm gonna call the police and I'm gonna send you all to jail. Come on. Unless you guys plow me. All right, here we go. Can we come up with like a game plan? I don't want to commit adultery on my wife. I'm sorry. I got a plan. Okay. Um, areas. Uh, we go uh, back face puss. No, I yep. can't do the puss. That's gonna make me the most guilty. Turn down for what? Can you actually? Can you scoot over just a huh? a smidge? No, I sit in the middle. That's his seat, dude. It's a whole thing, Rex. I know. You just you're crowding me. I'm crowding this guy now. I sit in the middle. Hey. Wow. This is way better. This is bullshit, by the way. Turn down for what? I could seriously, I think, watch Charlie Day be stupid all day long. Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew I was going to like the movie two minutes in when he was just, like, <laughs> staring wide at the camera. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is awesome, man. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Those three yeah. characters together. I think they're even funnier this time around, like... Because I think uh, Jason Sudeikis' character actually is stupider in this movie. Yeah. Totally. I haven't seen oh, yeah. the other ones since the theater. Wasn't but... he, yeah, wasn't he more of a dick in the first one? Yeah. Well, oh, he's this one, he's dick. almost as stupid <laughs> yeah. as Charlie Day. Right, yeah. Well, see, the thing is funny, though, too, is Jason Bateman's character in it isn't that much smarter because no. he knows better, but he still does it. Yeah. And that's what's a great dynamic behind it. I just I love all the little sequences where, like, Jason Sudeikis, like, Charlie will say something dumb and then Jake, Jason Sudeikis will like play into it like it's a good idea. And then Jason Bateman turns around like, no, that's a horrible idea. And then Jason Sudeikis is like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. It's a whole like he just <laughs> he just totally like flip flops. However, bandwagons <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly bandwagons every single idea. I mean, I guess we don't really have to set it up. The trailer pretty much does it. They yeah. they invent a thing where it helps you take a shower, shower buddy, shower buddy. I wouldn't call it shower daddy, but no, it just shoots. It just shoots, shoots shampoo into your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's all shower it does. Ah, oh, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then they get conned by Christoph Waltz um, out of their money, and Chris Pine is his son, and he ends up going in on their scheme with them. Yeah, who is great? Chris oh, Pine's yeah. really fun in this I movie. I still love his voice. I'm like, I could close <sighs> my eyes and just listen to his voice. But if you close your eyes, you can't see his dreamy eyes. <laughs> no, like I think his eyes are actually getting bluer when he cries. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's so good. What? What's what's really weird is like all of the all the interviews and stories I've heard about Chris Pine is that he's just like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Like um, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky on his podcast has talked about a couple times he's worked with him and just been like he's genuinely one of the nicest people I've met. And Stephen Tobolowsky has been in Hollywood for forever, and then you like see this movie and he's just a horrible dick and says these horrible things to people, and you're like like it almost looks like it's awkward coming out of him. Because I just want to believe that he's a, a sweetheart. <laughs> but like the whole uh, Stockholm Syndrome part was so funny, where they're all ganging up on Jason Bateman's character for uh, to get along with a deal of kidnapping him. He says, why don't you just listen to him? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it sounds horrible when I say it, but just the way those all those guys play. Yeah. Is... No, it's, they're really good. Um I will say so. Motherfu- Motherfucker Jones makes a uh, return appearance, which yeah. is great because that was my favorite part of the first movie. <laughs> the only thing I kept on hoping was he would turn out to be like an FBI agent, and he was, oh, you know, oh, telling what, these guys to capture other people. That totally needs to be in the next one. Um, they got that. That's a really good idea. Um, that car chase, though, copyrighted is, Ryan. That car chase is maybe my favorite car chase <laughs> that I've seen in a while. Um, that was just fantastic. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> the cat tower flies out. Yes. <laughs> it's just so weird. Why I can't have cats? <laughs> and it's, it it really fits into the character too, because you you know, motherfucking Jones seems like motherfucker Jones seems like the stupidest character ever, and then when he gets him to that warehouse, he's just gone. Right. <laughs> you never see him leave. He's just gone with all the it's money. So good. Oh, because he wants to go buy a pink berry. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I will say, like, I feel like the Jennifer Aniston stuff kind of got squeezed in. Like, I, they wanted her to come back. I just, she just sort of shows up, and I don't know that it really has a point. I mean, it's because I had to get laughing gas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she had to wear true. sexy stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I don't fucking care. I don't know. And bang Charlie Day's wife. It just wasn't as <laughs> funny as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part of the. Yeah, I thought that, they were already doing really it. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a great throwaway line that Jason Bateman has, too. He says, yeah, you haven't responded to all the text messages I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> He's so uh, in love with her. Yeah. yeah. And there's a funny little security clip moment where he, she's, like, fucking him in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you really watch those ones, it's one of those ones you have to slow down and maybe see what's all happening to him. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Kevin Spacey coming oh, back. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Spacey was really good. It's cool seeing yeah. Kevin Spacey not take himself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's always like a serious actor. Mm-hmm. But then you see him on talk shows and he's really funny, so maybe it's just because he's such a great actor. Well, I think he just takes a lot of those roles, you know. You can't be you can't mess around on House of Cards and be like all slapsticky. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah, I guess if I was him I'd say, Man, I'd love to do this role again. Right, exactly. Just be, yeah. A total clown. <laughs> oh my god, the name of their company. <laughs> oh oh yeah. god, yeah. Oh. It took me a while to figure out what he was actually saying. Nick Curtin Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we haven't said it out loud before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was really great. And that whole sequence at the beginning with him trying to get the, the shower thing working. Though the funniest joke in my mind is actually in the credits, like, or, or for that whole sequence, is the one in the credits where Jason Sudeikis leans over and goes like, holy shit, do you know what it looks like? It looks like we don't know what we're fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, those end credit pieces are pretty funny. When Christoph Waltz can't get... 
get in the car. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to be your credit thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and really, it's just, really it's good. so bizarre, too, because they, they want to disguise their voices. And so <laughs> they're trying to be Southern. So Charlie Day sounds like an old prospector. <laughs> and I don't even know. Every, oh, every Sudeikis time. is like, uh, I don't he, even. He sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, yeah. sort of. <laughs> Yeah, every time that they get on the phone, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. And I love, too, the payoff of Jason Dacus character always hiring really hot chicks that are underqualified. <laughs> and then for their plan to work, he needs to stick a certain phone underneath a bench, and he gets distracted by the hot chicks running by. That's yeah. so stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't have sex with them because it's sexual harassment. And you also can't fire them because they're... They won't have sex with you because that's also sexual harassment. <laughs> Why are we even doing this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the zip line onto the trampoline yeah. onto a skateboard. You had, you had a lot of bad ideas. Which, um, how many times did they replace that whiteboard in between the scenes where I we know. didn't see them? Because the one there says murder on it. And then <laughs> right. shortly after that, the cops show up and raid their office. And apparently the cops didn't see that board. Right. <laughs> so I assume they ripped it down. And then they got a new one. And then they left the trampoline plan plan up. It yeah. almost it, it almost looked a little awkward too because it it looks like he was like just waving the eraser in front of the board and not actually trying to erase anything. It was weird. Yeah, could have been digital. Ink. Been. Yeah. I don't know. I had fun. Yeah. No. No. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. Should you go see it? Yep. Comedies are hard to review. Just know that it's funny. I thought that the the acting was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to... Yeah. What do we see next week? I don't know. What is next week? I have no clue. I can't look I know. I can't look anything. anything up. I was trying to look while... Oh, um, I'll look. You guys talk about something. Um, see, I've been, I've been playing a lot of uh, Cop Killer Simulator 2014. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've been playing Smash they, Brothers. I'm fucking horrible good, at it. They got a good like. They got a like a real story going on. I'm like, how do I throw things off here? What do each moves do? Yeah, I can't figure it out. The pyramid. I've never been very good at it. Nope. <laughs> uh, Actually, that one looks interesting. What's the pyramid? It's a horror movie. Oh, is Exodus next week? Speaking of pyramids, Wild. Yeah, I think it's the week after. <laughs> Wild's in limited release. What is Wild? Wild. Uh, we saw that trailer for it. I you know, what is up with her pointy chin? Mm. Uh, poor, gen- uh, poor genetic... The imitation game? Actually oh, came fuck out today. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm. Fuck if yeah. It's, yeah, if it's nationwide, for sure. Yeah. Okay, imitation game. I mean, unless there's something better, but I... Well, actually, that's four theaters. Never mind. Maybe it's not out for us. I don't think anything. I think because the week after is... This is how stupid it is. Next week is Exodus, and then the following week is The Hobbit. Next week is Exodus? Yeah. Because it's December 12th. I think Hobbit's December 19th. December 17th. 17th? Annie's at the 19th. Oh. Fuck. Or not at the museum. Mm, Fuck I you. Think I think we're seeing The Hobbit, right? Yeah, it's the 17th. Then the 25th is The Interview. Yeah. Yes. And then that's it. other ones. Yeah. Then and it's then... Film Explosion time. Yeah. yeah. January 2nd. Have you listened to last week's episode? No, I haven't. Tell them what the poster's going to be. Actually, as I was making it, I realized that we don't count the years like the Oscars do. So it's the two thousand. It's still the two thousand fourteen film explosion. So two thousand fifteen applies to next year's film explosion. So I'll make a Back to the Future poster for that. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I don't want to do the style and have it say 2014 on there. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. It's so we need another one. Yeah. Hmm. I know. So I'm thinking like probably a Guardians of the Galaxy one since that was the number one movie this year thus far. Till the Hobbit comes uh, out. Spoilers Maybe. for your top ten, motherfucker! Like, it's not on my top ten. I mean, like, it was the highest grossing. Oh, oh, so far. oh, okay. Yeah, it's not his number one movie. The Wes Anderson movie came out this year. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? That that dumb one with the skiing. With skiing part in it, yeah. Okay. Dumb one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. Disagree with. Oh. So I don't know. I gotta put together a list. I had, there are so many movies from this year. I just don't even remember. Do you know Veronica Mars came out this year? I do. <laughs> I do. Is that in your top ten? I do. It might be. Wait That's why and I find keep out. a ticket binder. I can just go back and look. I that just one, have the fucking one, internet. One, one. Yeah. So we'll figure out a movie for next week. Yeah, we'll do Maybe some. it's A Wonderful Life at the Alamo. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He already saw Big Hero 6. Yeah. But I'll be out of town. I might, I might be out of town next weekend, so... If I am, then I would recommend you go see that. Because it's pretty good. Sounds good to me. Thanks for listening. When's Film Explosion? January 2nd. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Get your fucking lists in, assholes. You too. Get your lists in. I'm ready to go. Um. No, that's shitty. Listeners should send us our lists. We'll yeah, listeners, send us your air. lists. Um, we probably have some more VHSs to give away. Yeah. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.